KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Jim Melwort. Chances are, if you ever picked up a baseball glove, you might have dreamed of playing in the Little League World Series. Maybe you've had the chance to visit Williamsport to see the atmosphere of the series in person, not only on the field, but around it. It's a baseball lover's dream and the dream of many a 12-year-old. Maybe you have a kid who plays sports and you can appreciate seven-year-olds making a pact to get somewhere in five years and then actually getting there. That's the story of Upper Providence Little League. They punched their ticket to Williamsport in this year's Little League World Series. This one's special to me. It's the town right next to mine. It's a sport I love. I know some of the parents. I was lucky enough to catch up with some of them and with the coach. COVID's made it a little different, but 12-year-olds don't change much, and neither does baseball. Here's Upper Providence Little League coach Ben Ludwig. So uh, just start off, I mean, the journey, what's it been like? It's been surreal. Uh, I don't think it's still set in, but, you know, I've been with a lot of these boys since they were seven years old. And a few years ago, when they started to realize that they were talented, they started to really gel as a team. Uh, When they were 10, they lost in the state sectional tournament. And they were talking about it well prior, uh, because we had a team that came to Bristol in 2017, where we have some actual cool pictures of them with the team right before they left from Bristol. You know, they had some signs saying 12 new dreams and things like that. But over the years, they're talking Little League World Series, Little League World Series. I used to always look at our coaches and kind of shake our heads and say, you know what? Let's just let them dream big. It's a pipe dream, but let's let them, if that motivates them and gets them to work out and keeps them focused, let's use it. So uh, when they were 10 and lost in sectionals, they kind of jumped on the train immediately. Even through COVID, you know, doing home workouts, you know, getting to the baseball academies when it opened up in kind of restricted areas and things like that. These kids work their butts off. So to see where they are right now, it hasn't set in. I don't think it's set in for them either because they don't know what's ahead of them at this point in time. I just feel fortunate to be their coach because they're taking me on a ride that I never expected to have. It's just, it's, it's the coolest thing ever. That's so great. That that's, I, I get goosebumps hearing that. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's just, I mean, there's, it's hard to describe what I'm feeling right now because I just don't, I don't think I've processed it yet. I've been going to the little league world series. I grew up in the Scranton area. So I've been going to the Little League World Series since I was a kid. My dad was my Little League coach. My mom and dad were in the crowd for every single game here. Uh, so that family aspect of it is is just off the charts as well. You know, he's he's living it through me, and it's just it's it's unbelievable to share that with my family as well. Do you have a kid on the team? I do. Yeah, Aiden. He's our four hitter, uh, right fielder. He's having a heck of a tournament. I think he has three or four doubles so far uh, in the tournament. So. And when I talked to some people this morning, I said the dad aspect is is now starting to set in. The coach aspect set in last night with all the kids. But just to give my kid a hug and, and realize that he's a huge part of this. And these kids don't understand how big it is at this point in time, but they're going to be rock stars. Yeah, when they return to school, when they come back to the community, like it's this is going to be something that follows them for a long, long time. It's just it's just cool to think about. I talked to some other parents this morning and and one of the challenges for them is not seeing the kids. And, and, you yeah. know, since they've yeah. been up here, you get the experience of actually being there with your kid. And I don't mean to like, you know, put it, it's, you know, but I'm, I'm sure you're not taking that for granted. Oh, uh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I, I put in a request this morning because Keith Cadden was the coach of our 2017 team. They were here. I, I talked to him before we came and I said, is there anything you would do differently? And his answer blew me away, which is I put the request in this morning to do this tonight. He said, take time, step away from it all. When the lights are on after the last night game, just take your boy in the outfield and have a catch with him. 
So tonight after the loser's bracket game, I'm going to just hang behind with my kid, bring a ball and a glove, and we're just going to go in the outfield and have a catch. And, and the, the tournament directors and the staff here, they already kind of put that in and they said, we're going to leave the lights on for you tonight, which is, I, I can't wait to do that. It's just, it's little things like that to kind of step away, I, I think are the coolest. And that's going to be a, a memory that, that that's going to stay with me. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up about that more than anything today. Man, that got me. That got me. Yeah, it's it, it's it's unreal. Every little leaguer dreams of this, and to realize that our boys are going to go through this, it's it's off the charts. It's unexplainable. It's it's the best. And it's a great story, like you said. You've been together. A lot of the kids have been together for five years, and, yep. and they said this, and they said, and from what I understand, they kind of made the pact that we're doing this. When did you realize, like, wow, this is happening? A, a week and a half ago, maybe <laughs> when. When we got through the state tournament, uh, we knew it would be tough. Pennsylvania is a tough state to get out of. So, you know, we just kind of took it game by game. We, we lost. I don't know if you saw the, the track record, but we lost the second game of the state tournament. We decided as a coaching staff, you know, let's, let's talk to them about win the next game. And we started. We lost on Sunday. We went Monday through Friday, won five games in five days. If I had to draw it up and knew we were going to come through that, it was the best way to do it because every kid contributed kids that didn't pitch at all during section or district tournament through huge innings in that state tournament for us. Kids that didn't hit came up in big spots. So that was a really cool experience to get everybody involved. And we played seven games in seven days. So we got our money's worth. Once we got through the Greencastle team that was there that beat us the first time and we beat the second time, uh, we knew they were a top-notch team. So when we came out of that and started to look at some of the teams here, we realized we belonged. So the kids got refocused and you know, this year is different due to COVID when they're taking two teams from each region. So we knew we had a better shot than traditional years and, and just stayed focused on it. The kids have showed unbelievable focus, resilience. Um, and it's a group like, I, I guess, probably any younger group that you know, when they were nine, when they were 10, when they were 11, they got in tough situations and and they weren't tough. And, you know, we, we focused on that. We talked about it a lot. They've grown up a ton over the last few months. And it's, it's just cool to see. I'm getting goosebumps just listening to you talk, especially. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps kids. listening to myself talk because I can't, I'm processing it as I'm saying it and I can't believe it's real. <laughs> and like you said, I mean, this is, this is every kid's dream. Any kid who ever put on a baseball glove dreams of this to be a dad and a coach. And to experience this, I mean, I can't imagine what this is like for you. It's, and I'm a, I'm a baseball geek. So I, I live in, and we watch the Little League World Series every single year. I, I've been going there since I was a kid. Um, it hasn't set in yet. I think when we, when we pull into Williamsport and we pull in over the top of the hill and kind of look down into Lomity Stadium, I think that's going to be the moment where, where it hits everybody that, that kind of understands the magnitude of it. And to see to see your pitcher out there just, you know, blowing bubbles on the mound, just looking like, you know, this is just another Saturday in in, in Oaks. I mean, that's that's Jay that's Jalen. The kid's amazing. I hugged him fifteen times since yesterday and, and I've said the same thing over and over because he's just smiling ear to ear. And I, I said, you know, there's a great spotlight on you right now. A lot of a lot of good things are gonna come your way and you deserve every single bit of it because he is the hardest worker on the team. If you saw in the broadcast, uh, one of our players had a, had a base running mishap uh, between second and third. And and once the third out happened, which was Jalen's at bat, rather than he's pitching in this game at this point, rather than going, grabbing his glove, grabbing a drink, and our pitching coach was telling Jalen, get some water, get ready to go. All he wanted to do was go to the corner of the dugout and serve his team. 
mean, that little clip, and I watched the replay probably five times last night. We didn't sleep a whole lot, but we just kept rewinding that. And I said, the pitching was awesome. The performance is awesome. He's hit awesome. But that four or five seconds that they showed on ESPN of him going to the corner of the dugout rather than worrying about getting on the mound to console his teammate, that's everything right there. That, that explains Jalen. You know, even, you know, when, when somebody slumps, somebody else gets up. They just said, like, everybody's been able, everybody on this team has been able to pick everyone else up. Everyone's contributed. We have 14, right? We, we had one that was injured for a while, Blaze DeSanto. He hasn't, he hasn't played a single game since the first game of districts until this tournament. And he hit the home run over center field fence last night. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's an unbelievable group. And, and I think from a baseball standpoint, that's what's different about our team too, because I substitute a lot if you watch the game. So I, I put in pinch hitters in the first inning. I put the pinch hitters in the third inning. We have a lot of kids with complementary skill sets, but everyone one through 14, if I put them at the plate, they can hit. There's no easy outs in that lineup. And your traditional little league team, you know, you, you know that there's you know some hitters that are less experienced or less skilled and, and they have some holes. Um, we were moving them in and out and they're interchangeable. We, we kind of go with, honestly, with all kids based on, what kind of pitcher? We know them really well. You know, is it a fastball pitcher? Is it a junk ball pitcher? Is it a lefty? Is it a righty? Now, how do they look demeanor wise? And, and there are some times where one kid will hit once and the other guy who he's kind of matched up with will hit three times. There's some times where they hit two and two. And the most remarkable thing though, is these kids bought into their roles. It, it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy for a kid to sit on the bench. You know, we have a lot of games where the same nine kids play in the field the whole time. But the kids that are on the bench when we're in the field have contributed at the plate every single game. So they've kind of bought into their strengths, their roles, how they can help the team. And that's been cool as well. Coming into it, that was one of my biggest questions. You know, you want to make every kid happy. You want to give every kid an opportunity. But at the same time, we need to put together the unit in the right way because they work so hard at this to try to compete and win these games. It's, it's just, it's come together awesome. And the kids are, the kids are, 100% of it. Yeah, we're, we're lucky to, to be along the ride for them, or along uh, with them on the ride. While the coaches are with the kids, the parents are kept separate. They're all at a hotel. They can't hug the kids. They can't get close to them. They can see them on the field. That's pretty much it. Here's Jen McVeigh. Her son Ryan's on the team. So, I mean, just start off the process. I mean, what's it been like just going down this road? So, five years ago, they all set a goal to make it to the Little League World Series. It was their biggest dream, and their dream has now become a reality. They fought through districts. They fought through sectionals. They fought through states, and in states, they were actually in the loser's bracket and won every game through that, and then we made it to regionals. And now we're heading to the Little League World Series. What's it feel like when you actually say that, that you're headed to the Little League World Series? I honestly can't believe it, but I am not surprised. These boys are fighters. And a lot of kids dream of going to the Little League World Series. Your kids actually are. They are. They had many quotes throughout their years, which I'm sure Drew Rambo will be able to uh, give you more of that. But right before they left for regionals, I just felt it. And I had blankets made and for all the children and all the coaches. And the quote I sent them off with was dream big with their blankets. And they clearly did. 
When did it really set into you like, wow, this is actually a possibility. This might actually happen. The second the boys went on the field for their first game in regionals, they started out a little slow, but then when they fought through it, I forget what inning it was that they came up with amazing hits. What's really amazing about these kids is when some are in a slump, the others step up and rise. What's even more amazing for me is I work in the district, in the Springford Area School District, where 11 of these boys attend. And it's been great to see them, you know, academically as well as athletically. This has obviously been a tough year for everyone, especially for kids. What's it been like with with COVID in the background as you go through this, both the pluses and minuses? Districts and sectionals and states weren't that bad. Regionals, we haven't really been able to see the boys. They are in the dorms with their coaches. So that's been really tough. Lots of FaceTime going on here. And reality is now we won't be able to see them for even longer because even at the Little League World Series, we won't have the opportunity. On the flip side of that, understanding how difficult that is, knowing that they have kind of this, a lot of kids, you know, don't have the outlet or, or an activity like this. So how, how is it kind of balancing, you know, that, that they have this still going on, that they have something else to focus on, I guess. So I don't think the whole COVID issue actually hit the boys as much as it did us. I know the coaches tried to keep that aspect of it away from them, but every day, I don't know if as parents, we were more nervous about getting COVID results or seeing the boys play baseball. (laughs) So I think the coaches did an amazing job at keeping the public eye away from them, keeping the whole fame away from them, keeping them focused on just playing a ball game and having fun. Here's Casey Noonan. She's the mom of player Cooper Finero. Every kid dreams of being there. Every parent kind of, you know, thinks of what it would be like. But when did it kind of set in for you? Like, wow, this is happening. When they won their first game up here at regionals, I was like, oh boy, here we go. So, and driving up here, I didn't, I had had no nerves, which normally on the way to any baseball game with Coop, I'm like dying. So I was like, this could be a good sign. (laughs) Here we go. Well, that's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. Like as a parent, for you, you were an athlete. Was it what? What was harder, you playing the game or watching your kid play the play the game? One thousand percent watching the kids play the game. And from the person that never played baseball or softball, it's very stressful. <laughs> I'm like, couldn't anyone play soccer? <laughs> and what's it been for you guys, especially because you're up there, you can't see the kids. It's got to be tough for all of you. So you, uh, is that kind of brought you guys closer together? And, and what's it like being with the other parents? Well, we have taken over the lobby as our workspace. So everyone has a different table that everyone comes down to every morning and starts working. Everyone's just trying to get as much work done as they can and not burn any major vacation days since we can't do anything till game time. And then everyone who's not working has been great taking the kids of the parents that are working, going places and doing things so that they're not bored to death in the hotel all day. And just kind of wrap it up, just your, your general thoughts on going to Williamsport. It's going to be an amazing dream for these kids. And I still can't believe it. Still in shock. 
Ricky Finero is Cooper's dad. For me, it was more hands-on with Coop, doing a lot of work behind the scenes, you know, lessons and, and batting and pitching lessons and, you know, trying to get his mental, because a lot of this game, baseball's mental. So it's kind of just kind of keeping his head straight. And I think the biggest thing is a lot of these kids, most of these kids, you know, they could be on any other team. They'd, be, they'd probably be the superstar of the team. I mean, they'd be at third or fourth. This group is probably one of the most unselfish group of kids that understands, that understands their role on the team, kind of putting aside their own pride and kind of just, you know, whatever role is given to them, kind of just, you know, taking that role and, and, and doing the best you can with it. So I think that's the reason why these kids are kind of at the point where they're at now. you got a bunch of kids that are, are the best in the area. They're very unselfish for the bigger, for the bigger goal, with what they're trying to do. What's it been like not being able to, you know, talk to him after the game, hug him or, or be right there with him after the game? For me, it's hard. It's hard because after games, we, we usually kind of get together and we kind of go over what the game plan and what went wrong and what went, went right. And we kind of correct things. And for me, it's kind of hard that for me not to be able to answer his questions or kind of go over things. Because for him, it was kind of like, you know, he would go through a game. Things would happen. He needs to make adjustments. He would come to me. And we would make these adjustments, but now he doesn't have that, you know, that luxury to do that. So um, I know that, you know, our coaches aren't able to kind of, kind of work with every single kid and, and kind of go through every single phase, you know, phase of the game where they went wrong. So for me, that's the only thing for me. I mean, I mean, for me, I think this is probably the best experience for my son, 12 years old, going to 13. I think he kind of needed this time away and to kind of be his own person and kind of figure things out. Now, this is a great learning experience, a great, good growing experience for him. When did it really set in for you that we're, we're going to Williamsport? This is happening. I knew this from day one of the season, 100%. I had no doubt in my mind. I mean, I, I see the work ethic of these kids. I see the coaching. I see the, I mean, I hate to say it, the level of competition around the whole United States, like I'm seeing it now. So, I mean, I know what, what, what these kids can do. It's almost like when you have like the the Golden State Warriors where they don't care about the regular season. They're just trying to get to the playoffs because they know they're going to win the world championship. Just get to the show. You know what I mean? Your kid's going – he's going to play in a Little League World Series. I mean, that's – Yeah. How, how awesome is that? I mean, it's awesome. I mean, these kids dream about this stuff. You know what I mean? They see it on TV. They see – I mean, it's, it's almost surreal a little bit, you know? But the good thing is, I mean, this game isn't bigger than that. These guys are just soaking it in. And it's not bothering them. That, that's what's amazing. I mean, I'd be pooping my pants like if I was in that, that stage. You know what I mean? Like these kids don't even care. They're like, yeah, this is really, yeah, we're supposed to be here. What are you talking about? But I know for my son, I know from a lot of kids, like this is what they've been waiting for. Just to show kind of the world like who they are. You know what I mean? I don't think that the bright lights are going to phase these kids whatsoever. This is, this, this is business as usual for them. Tell me more about that because I, I watched a little bit of the game last night and and I did see that I saw just a, a calm kind of confidence. Jalen's blowing bubbles on the man. I mean, are you kidding me? Who does that? You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Like I said, everybody has a role and they understand what they need to do to help the team, right? So, like my son, he doesn't play the field. You know, he he gets his two or three at bats. His job is mash the ball, and when his number gets called to pitch, he goes in and pitches. To them, it's like, and let me tell you something too. Each kid has total confidence in the other kids and their and their and their brothers. Like if they're having a bad day, they know their brothers are gonna pick them up. So to them, it's like these kids are one hundred percent 
dialed in, ready to go. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, they're, you know, you know, this is like if you're making a stew, you're just cutting the onions and making cutting the carrot. I mean, this is just like just getting the ingredients in. Let's make the stuff and let's get it out of here and let's just go to the world stage and let everybody see what, like what they can do. You know what I mean? And here's Drew Rambo, his son Jack's the catcher. No, oh, it's it's been amazing. I mean, so just to give you some context, I, I would say that most of this team's been together for five years since they were seven. And uh, we, we've always known we've had a good team. We've won a lot of tournaments. But when we were 10, that was our first crack at what would be the next step step from uh, winning districts, which is sectionals. We took a tough loss in that game. And the team we lost to media actually went on to win states and went pretty far in regionals. So at that point, this team, I think, made it a mission that if we get this chance again, we're going to get all the way to regionals. That obviously was postponed or interrupted last year with COVID. So it was an extra year in the making, but uh, it's it's been an amazing ride. And, and these kids continue to prove that they're the team we thought they were. And at this point, they're, you know, anywhere from top, top team to, to the 16th best team in the nation. And that's a pretty amazing feeling. What's it been like for you at, without, with, with the, the COVID restrictions, not being able to, to see them? Yeah, it's, it's obviously been tough on us in the sense that it's, you know, being able to hug our kids after the game would be, would be fantastic, right? That would be the norm. It's kind of what we've been able to do up until this point, but they are so heavily restricted, uh, rightly so. Uh, we want to make sure they stay healthy and can get to Williamsport now. Uh, but it is, it's, it's challenging not being able to see our kids at the end of the game and give them a hug and, you know, that normal car ride home from the tournament win or whatever it may be to kind of celebrate. We're, we're missing that. As I think Casey said, I'm sure the kids are, are living their best life. They're, they're okay being away from their parents, but you know, most of them, at least for, I know for our son and probably most of the kids, this has been their first time away, uh, you know, overnight for an extended period of time, but it's, it's all been well worth it. The fact that they are kind of away from everything, does that help them just play baseball? Yeah, I think it does. You know, there there would be if if they were out here and staying at the hotel with the families and the parents, there would normally be a lot more distractions. And in some cases, that's a good thing to get their mind off of baseball. But the fact that they're all together as a cohesive unit, you know, when they leave the compound uh, or the dorms, it's to practice, it's to watch baseball, it's to hit the batting cages. And I think that's probably kept them very focused. And again, I think if this team stays focused, they're capable of, of doing really anything. And, and this is proof of it. The fact that they're on their way to Williamsport. For people who are just tuning in and seeing Upper Providence for the first time, what, how would you describe them? Like what, what's the, what's the team characteristic or, or makeup, I guess. Yeah. And like I said, I think, you know, it's, it's a pretty cohesive team. The majority of this team has been together for, for four to five years they're a fun loving group. They got a couple of characters on that team and they're a very athletic team. And I think you see that on the field when you watch them on, on TV, you see the athleticism on this team uh, top to bottom. They're very strong. They uh, I think I've followed them, you know, since they were seven and it's, we, we never face a team that has a stronger lineup top to bottom. Typically you'll face a team that has, you know, their top five or six hitters are strong and then it drops off. This team has 14 hitters that are capable of, of step, stepping up and, you know, contributing or um, making a game-changing play or hits any time in the game. And I think that's really what has always separated this team 
is just how deep and strong it is hitting, pitching, and defensively, again, going back to when they were seven, you know, we knew we had a special team and, and how well they played defensively at seven years old. And that's kind of carried them through to this point. Williamsport Little League World Series is amazing. If you're going there and not knowing everyone, you're going to go there and watch your son play. I mean, that, that gives me goosebumps. It's not even my kid. How cool is that? Absolutely. We're, we're so excited. I can't even... It's, I haven't processed it yet. I think we're all still kind of in some state of shock as much as we felt like this team had the opportunity to go there. It still seemed like a, you know, uh, you know, probably a, a dream that wasn't, wasn't going to come true. Few of us have gone or a good portion of this team has gone to Williamsport over the last couple of years just to watch some games and get a feel for it there. And it really is uh, a, an amazing place to be. It's, it's fun. It's, you know, family and it's it's about as pure baseball as you can find. And the fact that we're going to be there playing is just absolutely mind-boggling to me and, and um, once in a lifetime. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app. You can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Jim Melwort. We'll have another episode out soon.